Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions and the Inked Marketing Solutions crowdfunded comic for this here episode is The Smiths. I'm still talking about The Smiths. I'm not going to stop talking about The Smiths, people. The Smiths, the nefarious Smiths on Kickstarter now. Uh, Trouble in Tijuana. The Smiths, uh, I had Doug, the creator of The Smiths, Back on the podcast way, way early in the days of this podcast, I was still learning how to talk to people. Um, but I, I knew that there was something to this book. I knew that I was all about it, and here we are. He's back on Kickstarter after putting out five issues in an annual since we've talked. Now he's got uh, a, a pretty awesome <laughs> one-shot special coming out to just kind of you know play with the Smiths family. Uh, the Smiths, I mean, it, wh- why, why the Smiths? Well... You never get to play with the bad guys, right? Can you imagine a family of bad guys? Just picture like the Fantastic Four, but evil. Um, <laughs> it's like that, people. It's it's amazing. It really is. I've read every goddamn issue of the Smiths, and you should too. So hop on over to Kickstarter and uh, search the Nefarious Smiths, Trouble in Tijuana, and uh, be a part of the, uh, the, the, the this amazing campaign. This amazing, amazing campaign. Um, proudly brought to me to bring to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous podcast recommendations, please just think The Apocalypse, man. And... It's ironic because the apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. You just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the Apocalypse is sure to have something for you. back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 309. 
309th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a poll list priorities, and I'll be going over all of the books coming out on the 12th, yeah, the 12th of May, um, as well as the FOCs due by the 10th or the 9th, depending on the distributor. But, um, yeah, no, that's what the hell's happening here. So, if you're a speculator, and uh, you're looking to line your pockets, then definitely, definitely get in on these uh these focs you know this is the best time to do it uh i don't share this information you know with with anybody it's not like it's like super secret information but it's not general knowledge either um so you know i mean i i I share it with you guys and then once the focs are closed maybe i'll take what i know to social media just know you as listeners are getting uh my inside scoop on my uh, potentially badass picks for the future. So let's just do this shit. Let's just do this shit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and preface and apologize by saying if for any reason at all, this podcast seems a little bit off. Um, uh, I'm in a tremendous amount of pain right now. <laughs> uh, uh, he said with a giggle. Uh, yeah, no, I had a, my, my big ass pit bull's head turned around and uh, smacked my shin and ankle um really really hard so i'm uh, i'm throbbing right now as as i continue on i'm watching my my shin swell up so um yeah but alas this is important shit you know so i'm gonna get this to you i'm gonna get this to you no matter how painful it is all right let's start this motherfucker off with lunar focs lunar distribution now from lunar distribution right now it's going to be your dc books and your scout books those are the two publishers shipping through lunar right now so let's just do this once again this is the focs um and lunar wants their cutoff date uh or their focs in by sunday at the absolute latest so don't procrastinate on this people you don't have a whole lot of time uh, before this information is actually out there and the time you have to actually act upon this information. So, mm-hmm. All right, let's just move it along. Uh, Batman, number 109. we got a few covers here. There is a pretty badass Harley Quinn, 1 in 25. Riccardo Ferrici, card stock variant. And Joshua Middleton's getting a pretty rad B cover as well. Um, Batman, Fortnite. Batman. Batman, Fortnite. Zero point. Number four, second printing. Um, is this something to be speculated on? Uh, I'd say at best, super, super quick flip. You know, pre-order it, get it for cover price, flip it for ten to twenty bucks to uh, to the to the the Fortnite people, so they can get their little video game skin and um, you know probably set their fucking Mountain Dew and their dirty Cheetos on top of the comic afterwards because. I mean, is that really why they made this book? <laughs> it's to read it. Uh, I actually have heard somebody review it, and um, you know, I'm uh, I'm never here to turn anybody away from a comic. You know that, but I could say that the story in itself. I mean, not that I would ever really give it a shot because I don't care. Um, uh, not not good, not good. You know, and obviously, I mean, it happens a lot with comics. There's always someone out there. But as it turns out, um, <laughs> I haven't heard any reviews but one. So, yeah. 
Uh, um, I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't give a shit about this series at all. I don't like video games mixing in with my, uh, my, my mainstream comics, man. Or even fucking my indie comics, for that matter. Like, keep video games video games, you know? It's like bringing sports into comics. What was it? Uh, Totally Awesome Hulk number 16. They brought in Jeremy Lin, who, when they brought him in, incredibly irrelevant. Like, long irrelevant at that time. Lin Sanity was, like, two years old. Um, I think he had played for, like, four different teams or whatever by the time this issue came out. Don't give shit. But Greg Pak does a lot of, you know, pro-Asian things, and, you know, he wanted to make a basketball story arc, and how many relevant Asian basketball players are there, you know? I mean, no one's talking about Ming Yao anymore. He, Yao Ming, uh, he's yeah, <laughs> he's he's out in China getting super geniused. Uh, so yeah, Linton, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, where was I going with this? Ah, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, keep stay in your lane, stay in your lane. You know, fucking sports, stay sports. NFL super pro, that's the exception. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, fucking, I just. Unless it's going to be strictly a video game comic, like Dark Horse does. That's completely different. But, like, would I ever read a Witcher Iron Man story? Even, I mean, I pick Iron Man because Iron Man's my shit, and I try to read everything Iron Man. Would I ever read that? No. No. Uh, I just, I, I don't give a shit. I think there's only one exception that could ever, 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 ever be made. To allow video games crossing over with comic book characters, and that would be the DC Mortal Kombat um, crossover book that needs to fucking happen. (laughs) And that's for obviously exceptional reasons. Um, You know, Tom Taylor, yeah. Uh, But mm, that's just where I land on this. And once again, am I saying don't buy this book? This book sucks? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to give you the information that I'm aware of. That's all. If I had heard, I swear to God, if somebody, no, no matter how down I could be on this book, if someone was like, it's pretty good, actually, I would tell you. I swear to God I would. Um, I, I'm not one to say just because I don't like it, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be into it. So I know if you're a long-time listener, you're probably tired of hearing, hearing that shit. But according to my numbers, we're getting new listeners all the time, baby. So I got a, yeah, I got a preface. Preface? Preface? I don't know words good. That's why I read comics. Batman, the adventures continue. Number one, uh, season two. Mm-hmm. So, let's see here. Uh, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini doing this one, obviously, is a continuation. I'm trying to see if there may be some hints at some uh, potential on spec. Gotham City is changing after Mayor Hill is killed by a mysterious assailant. Batman finds himself tracking down an ancient order that's long been buried under the streets of Gotham, the Court of Owls. But what does this group have to gain from the death of Mayor Hill, and how can Dead Man help the Dark Knight? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I'll add it to the uh, the the poll list, but it's it's an apocalypse read. You know, it'll probably go six to eight issues again, more than likely. You know, I didn't pick up, or I, I picked up the last series, uh, but I didn't. I haven't gotten around to reading it. And it's just like I said, when there's a time when I have an abundance of extra, well, time to do some back issue reading, or there's ever like a COVID shutdown, like Diamond did again. I don't know. Um, it's not out of the question, people. 
Oh yeah, I don't know. But the fact is, is better than better to to have and not need, and need and not have. It's kind of along the same lines, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm interested. It's just not a priority. And then there's a an Andrew McLean cardstock variant on that. And then there's a one in twenty five Amanda Connor cover. That's great, man. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty good. Hold on, is that supposed to be Poison Ivy? Yeah, okay. The smaller image, she looked gray, but no. Blown up, she's got some green hues to her. Right on. Batman and Catwoman and Harley and, uh, well, Poison Ivy. There's also a 250 copy minimum order uh, team variant as well. What does that mean? Uh, it's not a one in... Ow, my ankle just fucking popped. Uh, it's not a one in 250 it's the if your shop orders 250 of any of the covers at all, um, they can order as many of these as they want. Uh, I think that's going to make this book very rare, because <laughs> not a lot of shops ordering 250 copies of anything, even a Batman book, you know? It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, moving along, we got Batman Urgent Le- Urban Legends, number four. There is an amazing... An amazing Irvin Rodriguez cardstock variant on this. I don't know. I don't know. If you're a cover chaser, it's a thing of fucking beauty. Um, it's it's Bermejo-esque in a way. I don't know. It's it's reminiscent of so much. It's like Frank Miller and like Ben Affleck. I guess he was trying to kind of represent the Frank Miller Batman a little bit. Um, but... Uh, this cover is amazing. Um, I don't know if it's going to be highly ordered. You know, it's an $8 book, so <sighs> it's a chase for sure. I'm not, I'm not, obviously I'm not saying go all in, but don't be surprised if you do order this book and you look on eBay, you know, sometime later and it's getting some love just because of strictly of the image art. God damn, it's gorgeous. And I know it's a podcast. You can't see what I'm seeing. It's obvious. Um, but it's the incentive that I use for you to actually go out and see for yourself. See if you want to order this. And while you're there, start a fucking poll list. Huh? How's that for some uh, uh, psychological stuff? See, I'm smart. And then I reel it all back in by being really stupid and not knowing words good. Uh, and then there's also a C cover as well by Dustin Nguyen. That's pretty neato. Uh, Crime Syndicate number four. Uh, let's see. A couple covers on that one. Uh, Crush and Lobo, number one. Now, this is a... Uh, there is a first appearance in here. We get the first appearance of Crush's girlfriend. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. And then we also get... Uh, you know, I mean, it's a DC Pride book. So, it's going to have the, the the logo on it coming in June, obviously. Uh, and there are, let's see, there's a, an A and a B cover, there's a 1 in 25, and then there's also a 250 uh, minimum copy order. All of them are actually pretty good. Um, I will say that the B cover is going to be, I don't know, could you, I don't know if you can consider this the fr- oh wait, hold on, let me blow it up, maybe if I look a little closer. Yeah, her face is there. I mean, you can barely see her face. You see the profile of her face. You see her entire body. Would this be the first full cover appearance of, uh, uh, what's her name? It's like something really cool, like Catherine. Katie. (laughs) The first appearance of 
Bum, bum, bum. Katie. Uh, <laughs> will this mean anything? I don't know. I don't know. Will they try to give her some superpowers in some way? My guess is yes. My guess is yes, down the road. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get, you know, Jenica. You know what I mean by that? You know, issue 50, there's a Jenica. You know, there's a Katie. And issue 95, 45 issues later, almost four years later, you're like, oh, shit, she's a motherfucking turtle, man. I mean, who knows? Maybe she could be a, a, a fucking super alien or something, you know? Uh, my point is, is long-term spec would be my guess. Um, pick up a, a few copies if you're into that kind of thing. Um, my confidence level on it, though, is about an 80%. So, going all in, ordering 25 to get the one in 25, I don't think so. Um, I think your best bet on this one is... Uh, I, I, I think a lot of shops are going to have at least one or two of the 1 in 25s on their shelves because I think it's going to be kind of a hyped book. Um, so they are going to order enough to, to get the incentives. Once again, every shop is different. Sometimes, you know, shops gauge eBay and put them up right, be you know, and right before the shop opens and, put, you know, tag it then based off of eBay prices. Sometimes shops are just like, fuck it. First one to get it gets it. Cover price. You know, um, I always enjoy, I've, I have yet to come across that shop personally, but I know they exist. And then some of them are just like, you know, it's a one in 25, so 20, 25 bucks, you know, um, it's just, everyone has their own. So use your judgment based off of your, 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 your availability at your store, you know, what you're used to. Um, now, how, what, how does the one in 25 look up close? Christian Ward. I mean, it's a Lobo cover. It's it's pretty badass. It is. Is it earth-shattering? I don't know about that. You know, same thing with the, the 250 copy minimum order. It's neat, but... Mm, you know, I don't know if I would go to all of those lengths. Even as a shop, I don't see a shop ordering 250 copies of this book. You know, even like I said with them saying that maybe there'll be 25, 50 copies they'll order for the shelves um, to, to get a couple of incentives, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I say best bet is uh, A and B cover, you know, and just kind of sit on them for a little while. That's I think that's what's going to happen with this, but nevertheless, I think it's something worth keeping your eye on. That's for damn sure. And honestly, the, the fewer people that I see talking about it, which is very little, um, I, I, I feel the more under the radar it's going to fly. Uh, which, better for the speculators, right? Less on the market, the better. Um, Alright, continuing on. We got another something new from DC. We got The Conjuring. So DC is taking on this thing. Uh, DC Horror Presents. You know, they tried to do the, 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 the Hill House thing. And, I mean, I thought it seemed pretty successful, but apparently enough people didn't get into it. Enough people didn't know who Joe Hill was, or enough comic readers were like, mm, fucking, I don't know who that is. You know, it doesn't have the... He's, his name's not Joe Hill Stephen King. You know, I, what, what I mean, there's no relation to, to back up his credentials. And so, unless you're a novel reader, probably don't know who the fuck he is. Um, so, with that being said, as good as his stories were, 
and that the whole horror line was was very short lived, just based off of the very very small cult following that that kept with it. Um, but DC still st- wants to stay in the realm of horror. Um, that's not tied into you know like the major universe you know like the Black Label for instance you know DC could do a horror Constantine book or a horror Batman book or I mean anything um, but you know to bring on like basket full of heads it doesn't really kind of fit so they had to create this whole thing so I admire the fact that DC really wants to do horror. Um, so they're doing IPs now they're just taking on IPs you know it's they got Looney Tunes and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, it's The Conjuring. I I personally, you know, I, I like horror movies. I'm looking forward to seeing what other books they do and adapt. Uh, I've really never watched The Conjuring, though. I'm not a huge fan of mainstream horror movies, so um, I don't know. Um, I just, but with that being said, who's to say I wouldn't enjoy the... Uh, the, the, the comic book adaptation, you know, so I'm going to give issue one a shot, and if for any reason at all, just to say, you know, I've got a fucking Conjuring comic, you know, um, I understand how horror books circle around and trend, so if 30 years from now, people are like, oh shit, you got that Conjuring, son, I'm like, yeah, I got that Conjuring, son, 50 bucks, you know, uh, <laughs> oh wait, 30 years from now, that's going to be 600 Dogecoin, motherfucker, you know? <laughs> Oh man, so that's where I'm at on this. You know, it's uh, I, I don't know something to go big on, but it could be a fun read. You know, uh, it's gonna have a market behind it with horror, uh, you know, collectors and shit. Horror comics do well. Um, you know, Freddy and Jason comics all do very very well. People, uh, so there you go. And there's also a one in twenty five on this too. Uh, I'm gonna have to zoom in on this. The thumbnail is too small. Okay, cool. So, originally, on the thumbnail, made me a little nauseous. Because I have, a like, a cutting phobia. I don't like that shit. Um, even just kind of, like, bringing it up makes me a little... Uh, <laughs> but when you get up closer, you realize that's not what it is at all. It's a... Because it's, it's in... Not grayscale. It's black, white, and red. Um, but, yeah, it's just a little misleading. With that, it's also badass, too, up close. Um, continuing along, sorry guys, I'm really trying to push through this, uh, DC Pride, number one, it's a little one shot, A cover's a Jim Lee cover, so, there you go, and then you look at the Jen Bartel, oh my god, that's great man, that's great, Jen Bartel, I love some Jen Bartel, um, it's, it's a Harley and Ivy cover, it's kind of like a, a yin yang, very symmetrical, it's 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 pretty. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's. I mean, why would I lie about it? it? It's really pretty. Fuck, that's good. I'm a I'm a big Poison Ivy fan. Um, so naturally, I'm gonna be taking just a slightly closer look. I don't know. Well, let's let's see what we what's what this book's about. DC. I mean, it's probably right there on the cover. Are there any new characters? I don't know. There might be some new characters in here, people. Um. DC celebrates Pride Month with nine all-new stories starring fan favorite La Bequitqua. Care oh. <laughs> there, there's more letters at the end, so I thought it was. 
Whew, uh, uh, yeah, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Midnighter, Extraño, Batwoman, Aqualad, Alan Scott, Obsidian, Future State Flash. Oh, there you are. Uh, Renee Montoya and Pied Piper and many more. Mm. So potential, yes, yes. Uh, there's also a pinup gallery. Oh, eh. right on, ma'am. All right, cool. No, there might be something to this. Le <laughs> <laughs> Uh fuck! I'm an idiot. I should have read more books. Um, The Dreaming Waking Hours, number 11. Couple covers on this one. G. Willow Wilson's writing it. Nope, just one cover. My bad. Just one cover. Then we got Fa Secta, number 12. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, this is wrapping up the 12 the part maxi series. Uh, yeah, probably, I don't know, The Last of Young Animal from DC as well. I haven't seen anything new come out of that in a while. And this one took a really long time to finish. Um, but, uh, they, they, they kept it going because people really like this character and, uh, yeah, I think this, uh, this entire series is probably one that, I don't know, I don't know if I'd sleep on it, man. Um, it's, the Green Lantern's gonna become m more mainstream in just a matter of time, and there's so many, so many Lanterns, so all of them have potential, and this run introduced a new Lantern, so, mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern number three? Hey, speaking of which, a couple covers here. Well, is that like Naomi on the cover or something? What's going on? Alright. Uh, stranded in a dark sector with no rings and no backup, John Stewart is out of options. His back is against the wall. After the central power battery dies, John must live long enough to gather the surviving Green Lanterns and find a way home. While one of the newest Green Lanterns, Far Sector's Joe Mullion, mm -hmm, see, navigates a host of unknown dangers on the Green Lantern's homeworld of Oa, as she works to uncover the cause of the battery's collapse and who is behind it. See the th okay, I I I, I see ya, Joe Mullen, Mullen, who that other girl? Like she kind of looks like if Naomi got a lantern ring hmm hmm that's the B cover I'm looking at by the way there might be something to this people there might be something to this I don't see anything on key collector talking about it but keep your eyes on this between now and FOC close uh, pushing along, we got Justice League number 62, one, two covers on that one. Uh, Man Bat, number five, look at that, Kyle Holtz, that's Kyle Holtz, right? No, that's Sumit Kumar, that's right, he's another badass. Fuck, that's good. Jesus. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's, it's good ridiculous. It's not like Rob Leefield ridiculous, we're like, that, none of that makes any sense at all. This, it's just... Hyper ex hyper exaggerated vasculars and you know I mean everything's pretty hyper exaggerated but it still makes sense uh, was, I don't know I don't know and it, it looks cool cool cover now wrapping up that little series though uh, let's see next Batman Second Son number three little four parter two covers on that one Ryan Benjamin getting the the B cover that's neat it's really cool. 
We got another, another DC. Oh no, never mind. This is what? Okay, see now I'm confused. Now I'm confused. I just went on this whole big rant about you know it wouldn't make sense to make black label books without the main. All right. No, this is an all new thing. Okay. So I guess the other stuff is just going to be IPs, and now everything's going to be moving on. Are we going to start seeing, like, Hill House comics in Black Label now? All right, what is this, I ask? Nice House on the Lake, number one. It's a 12-parter. It's done by James Tynan IV. I think I actually said it right the first time, This for the first time. Um, Alvaro Martinez Bueno. And I've I've heard a wee bit of chatter around this. I've heard the speculators kind of, you know, chit-chatting back and forth. Is this something that we're going to go all in on, guys? Like, what's the deal? It's James Tynan. You know, he's got a lot of potential. And I know everyone's like, oh, something's killing the children is the major blue-chip book of this, you know, um, era of comics. And I'm not going to argue that. But every time James Tynan comes out with something, you know, I don't know if we should all just automatically go super all in on it. You know, um, I know they just said Department of Truth is going to be a thing. So now that book's starting to go up. Uh, f- fucking Wind is uh, supposedly going to be a thing. Or no, I guess that hasn't been made official yet. But a lot of people are thinking like this was born for TV. Uh, now with that being said, The Nice House on the Lake. Everyone who is invited to the house knows Walter. Well, they know him a little anyway. Some met him in a childhood. Some met him months ago. And Walter's always been a little off. But after the hardest year of their lives, nobody was going to turn down Walter's inv- invitation to an astonishingly beautiful house in the woods overlooking an enormous sylvan lake. It's beautiful, it's opulent, it's private, so a week of putting up with Walter's weird little schemes and nicknames in exchange for the vacation of a lifetime? Why not? All of them were at that moment in their lives when they could feel themselves pulling away from their other friends. Hmm? Wouldn't a chance to reconnect be nice? Uh, and that's kind of where it ends. And that was the worst description ever. Uh, with that being said, though, um... How big do we go on a book with a... Oh, it's only got a $4 price tag? I think I'm going to get three or four copies here. I think I'm going to get one for me because I am actually genuinely interested in checking out this this uh, Maxi series. Um, but... Uh, the, the I, I, I feel like there's something to this here. Just from the way I feel like the market may shift you know speculators are really good at manipulating the market um i don't manipulate the market all i do is i hype up the books to you guys you know that's the level of extent i i i go to 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 manipulate the market in my favor um but with that being said there's other people out there that are ruthless and i'm not saying it's always a bad thing either you know people see dollar signs in this that this uh, this industry and this community and it starts attracting attention and the more people we have here, the bigger the audience we have. You know what I mean? I don't think it's bad to have a giant audience. Um, and if it's taking making money off modern comics to to get the attention and grow this audience, then I'm all fucking for it. You know, uh, admittedly, believe it or not, I was someone that was kind of anti-flipping, um, but that was also 
you know, I'm, uh, I'm anti, <laughs> I'm anti, uh, flipping books off the shelf, um, pre-order all you want, you know, I have, but I never really, <laughs> I never really, I guess, when I pre-ordered my books, it never ever dawned on me for, I don't know, like the first year and a half of having a pull list, uh, to, um, ever pre-order more than one like i'll pre-order one copy and i would just be like well you know if it's super good and there's some on the shelf then i'll grab another one but i always li would limit myself to one so i mean I, I really limited myself for many years of collecting even knowing you know like venom number three i knew ahead of time with noel um you know i just, i knew that Noel was going to be a thing so what i did is i had my one copy i pre-ordered um, and that shop opened up at 11 a.m., but meanwhile, there's another shop that opened up at 9 a.m., so I popped my little butt over there, and there was a whole fucking stack of them, because no one knew yet, no one knew yet, um, but I did, so I, I took one off the top, now, did I take the nicest copy? I did, I did, and two and a half years later, I shipped that copy off to CGC, and it got a 9.8, even after being read, twast. But, uh, <laughs> uh, my, my point is, is that, you know, I mean, uh, the, the game is changing, and there's going to be people going, eh, not my comics, you know, all these fucking new people, and all these gatekeepers trying to, you know, thou shalt not pass, and, uh, no, that's not what this show's about, dude, <laughs> you know, gatekeep, I don't gatekeep at all, um, once again. It was probably a nonsensical ramble I just went on. But I feel like my leg's going to explode, so... Uh, the, the, the cover B on this is amazing. Same guy does Department of Truth, so... <laughs> Cha! Uh, the 1 in 25? I'd get in on that. I would. I think it, this one's going to be a sleeper. Um, yeah. If, if you could find a copy of this... and. I mean, maybe if, if if you have the extra in your wallet this week and you've got money burning a hole in your pocket, as of right now, I say this is probably the one to get 25 copies of. You know? I'm going to pick up a few. Uh, chugging along, we got Rorschach number 9 of the 12-part move. Yeah, carrying on. And then uh, I got Sensational Wonder Woman number 4. A couple covers there. Steak from Scout Comics number 3. Two covers on that one. There's an unlocked variant, a Cal New unlock variant. Uh, all right, yeah, I don't know how to get this. Hold on, retailers purchasing at least ten copies of Stake Number Three by the FOC date will unlock unlimited orders. Cool. So essentially, the if if you wanted to, you could order ten of this book and then order twenty of the unlockable variant. Um, I hear really good things about steak. I have to go through and read my copies still. Something like this. Um, vampire stuff I read in bulk. Uh, I don't like going week to week on vampire stuff. That's just me. But, uh, yeah, when that day comes, I really do look forward to checking it out. It's on the pull list. And there was a secret random variant that popped off on this issue too last week. So, take that for what you will. Uh, Suicide Squad, number four. Look at Bolt on there. Looking a little threatened by Red X. And another badass Red X B cover from Gerard per Gerald Perel? 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 
Uh, Swamp Thing, number four. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gerardo Zafino. So there was a Gerald and there was a Gerardo. Uh, Gerardo Zafino doing the, the B cover on that. Fuck, that's good. That little image does no justice. Up close, that is... Jesus, that's good. I love the blues and the purples. I hardly ever see that. Man. Uh, but yeah, no, that's it for Lunar this week, folks. Let's see what's on the FOCs for Lunar... Uh, Diamond. Diamond. Where the fuck are you? <sighs> Sorry. Um... <laughs> catalog and uh, so I gotta put on my filters. Alright, here we go. Let's uh, scoot on down to Vault. What's on Vault? We got Hollow Heart number four on the FOCs this week. Just one from Vault. Two covers though. And then from Valiant, we got Visitor. Oh shit, they're extending Visitor. Visitor originally was, in a, four, was a four part series that ended. Months ago, but now it looks like they've extended it to six issues with number five coming out on the FOCs. Uh, awesome. I don't know if I'll have to add this because it's continued. It should still be on the pull list. Uh, pff, Titan? Anything from Titan? No, no. Oh, is it going to be a slow week? Omni Press. We got Dryad number 10. Rick and Morty, Rick's new hat. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Alright, cool. Looks like there's a f- few covers on this. I don't, I don't know. There's an A, a B, and... What's that say? EXCL. Exclusive, I would imagine. Huh. I don't know what it's exclusive to, though. I don't... I don't know. Whatever. Uh, da, 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 da. Rick and Morty just doesn't really uh, make my pants tight like it used to. You know? It's just not what it used to be to me. Uh, Everfrost. This is the number one. And this, who's this from? Black Mask? Alright. Ryan Lindsay and Sami Cavella. So the last time Black Mask came out with something number one, and blew the hell up with uh, the Nottingham, I think. So... Let's see here. What's this about? It's a big description. So, Van Luis retired to the ice coast so she could quietly find a way off planet from a world on the wrong side of a societal collapse. She biohacks a dead leviathan to orchestrate passage away into the universe, but her plans are about to get chewed up by a mounting war between the warlords, violent gatekeepers for the global ruling party, and... The Bloom, who those who risk extinction living out on the water, as well as a family reunion with their son, who she hasn't seen since he died, in her arms when he was a child. Yeah, I knew that description was going to suck and not get me excited. Um, with that being said, uh, kind of an interesting concept. Oh. Cover A looks kind of gnarly, actually. Um... Yeah. Uh, There might be something here. There might be something. I don't know if it's something I would have a whole lot of faith in an immediate flip, but I don't know. I'm going to check it out, actually. 
Aftershock. Alright, yeah, no. So, <laughs> out of body. Out of body number one. Uh, from Peter Milligan and Anaki Miranda. This is about astral projecting. Um, now, I, I, I'm going to add it to the pull list, but I'm going to be just a little biased going into this because um, I read a book called The Jump. Um, Rylan Grant, Kickstarter. It's good stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm at, I'm getting ready to be on the cover of Jump Number Two. Yep, uh, but on a cover, not the cover, on a cover. But with that being said, you know, to me, that's astral projecting done by Fabio Alves, who is an actual astral projector. We talk, Rylan and I talk all about it on our last interview. Um, and then Rylan Grant, being the badass writer that he is. Ah, standards are pretty high. Standards are pretty high. But this this seems like it might be a different concept. You know, it's... I don't know. Um, what, I'm, I'm going to check it out, though. I am. It seems interesting. If anything, the jump probably put me... Uh, in, I mean, I, I wouldn't have even thought about it, this book, if it wasn't for the jump introducing me to the potential coolness of astral projecting in a comic. So, yeah, man. Uh, moving along. That's Aftershock. Just one book. And it is an Aftershock book, so... Ugh. I have a pretty amazing track record. Anything from a blaze? No blaze this week. How about a boom? Boom Studio. Basilisk. Number one. What is Basilisk? It's from Colin Bunn and Jonas Scarf. Scharf? Scarf? Who can stop the chimera? I don't know. Five individuals bound by a cult-like hive mind. They terrorize small towns with their horrifying supernatural sense-based powers, leaving death and destruction in their wake. Hold on. So we got a tasty dyer, and we got a smelly dyer, and we got a touchy dyer. <laughs> touchy. Uh, we, we, got, we got a hairy dyer, and we got a... What's the other one? A looky dyer. Um... Is that what they mean by the senses? I could be in... You know what? I'm like a thousand percent into this. Colin Bunn's a great horror writer. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, don't sleep on it. I'm going to do this one like I did Eve and pick up two or three copies. Cause, mm. And then there's a B cover on this as well. Uh, the third issue of Berserker is out this week. Looks like there's a few covers on here. A one, a two, a blank, and a foil of the A. No, of the B. So, alright. Right on. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 26. Couple covers there. Uh, Many Deaths of Layla Star, number three. I hope that number two comes out soon. Because that number one was amazing, like, uh, mind-blowingly amazing, <laughs> and then, uh, it looks like the second printing of issue one of Proctor Valley Road's coming out, some speculators talking about Proctor Valley Road having a lot of potential, so take that for what you will, uh, anything from Dynamite worth mentioning, yet, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, IDW? I, I think it's funny that... 
DC books look to be back in diamond and previews here from what I'm seeing. That's, I don't know. I'm still going to go to Lunar just to be sure because I don't know what DC would leave out. But, I mean, they would probably leave out like the incentive variants and stuff. But, <laughs> uh, or not DC leave out, uh, Diamond. I don't know why I can't call them by the right name. Uh, IDW, we've got Chain to the Grain, number four. Chain to the Grave, not Chain to the Grain. And uh, Marvel Action, Captain America, number four. So there we go, just a little bit of IDW this week. How about Dark Horse? Dark Horse, we've got Beast of Burden, Occupied Territory, number three. Apex Legends, Overtime, number one. I think that's a video game book. A little four-parter. Uh, Dead Dog's Bite, wrapping up with its fourth issue. Couple covers on that one. Jenny Zero, number two. Um, if you pre-order Jenny Zero uh, the, the first time around, then you actually have a page from this book in that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I think the, the, the recall comes out next week. Uh, Orville, uh, Digressions, number two, wrapping up with a little micro-series. Uh, Worst Dudes, number one. See, this is another one where I kind of think, well, that's a little derivative. Just kind of how I thought about the astral projecting to the jump. Well, Worst Dudes sounds like the scumbag, but like a super team. Am I saying don't pick it up because there's already a book out there that's slightly similar to it? No. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, well, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm actually going to pick it up. It seems interesting. All right, what's the warning on here? It says there's a warning on the book contains, uh, all right, yeah, whatever. It's, it, it contains everything that the scumbag does. I mean, it looks somehow more far-fetched, you know, a little more cartoony in a way, but, oh, it's Aubrey Sitterson. <laughs> That's right. Um, I forgot about this. Yeah, no, I know Aubrey Sitterson. He did the the comic book history of professional wrestling, and uh, what was it? Uh, no one left to fight. You know, which great reviews. I liked No One Left to Fight. It was you know American Dragon Ball Z essentially. Uh, I didn't really read the. the or was it the comic book history of professional wrestling or whatever? But I've, I mean, it st still sells a shit ton of copies. Um, so with this being said, I mean, yeah, no, a, a promising creative team for sure. They're just a little derivative. Uh, yeah, right on. Heavy metal with a humorous bent. I mean, that right there has to sell me, right? Right? Heavy metal can't put that in the title and expect me to not get it. And then last from Dark Horse on the FOCs this week, we got Young Hellboy. Number four from the little hidden thingy. Uh, sorry, let me get you the right title there. Uh, the Hidden Land, not the hidden thingy. Not the little hidden thingy. <laughs> oh, jeez, Brian. All right, let's wrap up the indies on the FOCs this week with a little image. Uh, Bliss, number eight, wrapping up. Mm, can't wait to binge on this. Had Sean Lewis on the podcast to talk about this. I'm, I'm pumped to get into it. I really feel like this is ready to be made into a movie, just based off of what I read in the first issue. I read the first issue, and I was like, ah, I want the whole thing all at once. So I had to wait, and here it is. Uh, Commanders in Crisis, number nine. Uh, four, five covers on this one, one of which is a Pride Month variant. There may be some Pride Month variants this week. 
Um, Deadly Class, number 46, couple covers there. Deep Beyond, number 5, two, three, four covers there. Family Tree, still moving along with its 12th issue. It's Jeff Lemire, bitches. I hear great things. I mean, I read the first issue and I fell in love. Um, but for whatever reason, the second issue wasn't on my pull list. I think I just accidentally added only number one. And uh, that became a problem for me continuing on because there were no number twos on the shelf. And um, yeah, I couldn't really track a copy down. I mean, I didn't make too much of an effort, but when when I go out of my way to not make an effort <laughs> to get my books by spending the weekend pre-ordering them, I don't want to have to go to another shop. That's all there is to it. Uh, Firepower moving along with its 12th issue. couple covers there. Well, actually, one, two, three, four, five covers to be exact. And there is a uh, Pride variant, it looks like. It's, I don't know for sure if that's a Pride variant, but it's got very bright rainbowy colors. But it's not a rainbow. I don't know. Uh, fuck, hold on. One, two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13 variants on firepower. Oh, boy. Sorry, I just kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. I don't know what hurts worse right now, my leg or my eyes, after seeing this Leafield cover. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, it... it, Whatever. I'm not going to say anything you haven't heard me say before. Or anybody else, for that matter. He sucks. He's the worst thing in comics ever, period. Just in general, he's the worst thing in comics. It's like fucking sodomy and then you know, famine, uh, leprosy, and then like Rob Leefield. Like that's he's in the top five of bad shit. Uh, Noctera number two is getting a third printing. Number three is getting a second printing, but number four is coming out with three covers. So that's exciting. If you're not reading Noctero, take it from me. It's it's really good. The first two issues were badass, man. Uh, I have a lot of faith in this series. Going the distance. Like, all the way. Give me 40 issues of this motherfucker. Uh, Savage Dragon's still doing stuff with its 259th issue. Uh, Shadecraft, number one, getting a third printing. And number two, getting a second printing. Shadecraft has already been picked up, so take that for what you will. I mean... Comics get picked up all the time, but yeah. Um, Ultra Mega by James Heron, uh, number one, getting a third printing, number two, getting a second printing. And then The Walking Dead wraps up the indies with the 16th issue of the Deluxe Edition in color. So that wraps up Image Comics. And like I said, in case you haven't noticed, not a huge amount of speculation this week. You know, it's. At least not for many, you know, not, not that I'm aware of yet. Um, Alien number two, second printing. Nice. It's a badass cover. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 67. Looks like, is that supposed to be Tombstone? No. Um, I, I'm not even going to make the effort to blow up the cover to see. <laughs> uh, are, oh, shit. Sorry, I need some oxygen to my brain. Mm-hmm. There's a villain's very new well. 
as well. Looks like it's celebrating old Doc Ock. It's kind of neat. Uh, Black Cat continuing on. Issue number seven. One, two, three covers there. Uh, Carnage, Black, White, and Blood number two. Second printing. Kyle Holtz getting the variant, so... Mm. Uh, Hellions number 12. Can... Oh. That's a connecting variant. Alright, so we're doing the Hellfire Gala, it looks like. Uh, one, two... I don't... Hmm. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not totally sure what's what here. They're just showing me the back cover there because it has the invitation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, that looks like one, two, three covers on this. The character design covers. Fucking badass, man. I'm gonna be getting all the character design covers. I think. Uh, I don't know. I I don't see them really gaining. Uh, a whole, or really becoming valuable or extremely sought after, and this is like all these new costumes. Supposedly, it's just a one-off type of thing, you know. I mean, not necessarily one-off, but you know, they're gonna play the little story out, and then yeah, and go right back to their old threads. Or will they? I don't know. I'm once again, Marvel's smart and. You know, they throw shit against the wall. If someone's like, oh shit, Pyro's my dude. Look at that new costume. I want to see him everything now. I mean, they're going to put out a Pyro book with this fucking character in it. You know? So that's just... what is. Well, that's how the house of ideas works. Um, I don't fault them for it. I really don't. Uh, moving on... Uh, scroll down too far. Heroes Reborn. Uh, number five... Uh, this one, there's a possible first appearance in here. I don't know if... Uh, maybe a couple copies just in case. I uh, I don't know. And it's not like an amalgam character either from my understanding. It's an, an original character, so that helps. That definitely helps. Especially since the majority of these new characters are... Or maybe it is an amalgam character. Fuck, I... I don't know. I just make up these goddamn names. <laughs> but regardless, you know, it's a first appearance possibly of something. Um, I'm picking up all of the Heroes Reborn stuff. Damn near all of it. Um, most of the variants, just because the action figure variants and the trading card variants are... It's, I mean, that's what I'm about. So <laughs> and I can't not have the A cover, right? Right? Sorry, my eyes twitching right now. It's in the. <laughs> oh, who's on the the action figure variant cover here? Uh, Nighthawk. Gotcha. Is that supposed to be Miles Morales as Falcon? Nighthawk. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Neat. <laughs> I do like it though. I like all the fucking gadgets that he got. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, no, what am I saying? Nighthawk's in a... Get your shit together, Brian. I'm clearly... <laughs> uh, we got Heroes Reborn, American Knights. Actually, this might be the one. My bad. This is the one where it's probably a new... I'm lost. Either way, I don't think there's any of these um, Heroes Reborn books that we should go super heavy on. You know, a few copies at most. Like, uh, an extra copy 
you know, to be safe with all of these possible first appearances. And out of all of the titles, um, with the Heroes Reborn, I think like 70% of them have, you know, a air quote first appearance in them. You know, a lot of them, it's just, hey, you know this guy, and he's wearing this dude's costume. But, ba ba da da, it's this thing now. So, yeah. Uh, hero, uh, what is this? Heroes Reborn Marvel Double Action. Alright. That, that's, that's a cool cover, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, then we got Immortal Hulk number 47. Hulk? Immortal Hulk number 47. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet B cover. Uh, another homage variant. Uh, the series is ending soon. And, you know, if history repeats itself at all, as you get towards the end of a 40, 50, 60 issue run, when all of the air quote good stuff happened in the first 12 issues, you know, people are like, oh, series falling off now, there's no more first appearances or anything like that. The issues become less and less ordered because, you know, they're less desired, unfortunately. Um, but creating, obviously, a lower print run. Um, a higher demand in the future when someone's like, oh, I need to complete my Immortal Hulk run, I'm only missing issue number 47. Well, you know, <laughs> here you are. Um, and it's, it's, I only say this because it's, I think in September the series ends. You know, that would be issue number 50. Um, yeah, I think it's going to start right in She-Hulk after that. So that's neat. Alright, and there are one, two, three covers total, actually. Uh, Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon, number six. couple covers there. Iron Man Annual, number one. Now, uh, I there's things are going to happen in this book. Um, what, I don't know. But I do know that I'm going to go... I'm going to order pretty moderately on this. You know, this is the A cover. Uh, it's picking up where kind of the Infinity Stone saga left off most recently, where the Infinity Stones were peace, I'm going to go meld with someone. And we know where the Time Stone went, but the other ones, is we don't know. We're going to find out in this issue. So with that being said, there's going to be some first appearances. You know? Um, I, I, do I have any proof to back that up? No. This is just me speculating, me having read... The, the the last Infinity Saga series that they did fucking a couple of years ago, and specifically remembering, like I can remember the panel, and remembering, thinking like, oh, I can't wait to see who these fucking land on. So, um, are they going to land on characters that we already know? Uh, entirely possible, you know? Like if, uh, I, who's to say? But, um... The the infinite the the last one the the time stone just landed on some dude in jail like some rando dude, I think he was in jail something like that, but it it, it, was, it wasn't like hey Iron Man, <laughs> what's up dude? Be cool if you had the time stone. It wasn't like that, you know. And it's, it's happening in an Iron Man book, so, pff, um, I don't know, but a lot of potential. I think I'm gonna go five copies on this. You know, and I know in a lot of people's eyes, like, that's not super heavy. And like, well, it is for a guy that, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, orders a fuck ton of books, you know, uh, on top of everything. If this was the only book I was ordering, sure, 25 copies. I don't think that'd be a terrible bet. But 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's just where I land. Uh, chugging along, we got Marauders number 21. Mm-hmm. Hellfire Gala stuff. One, two, three, four covers on that one. Character design variant. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Non-stop Spider-Man number three carrying on. I like it. It's just fucking action-packed Spider-Man stories. I believe compiled into single issues. Um, but yeah. Uh, Savage Avengers number twenty-one. Uh, Star Wars. Hold on. Star Wars War Bounty Hunters. War of the Bounty Hunters. There we go. Good lord. Uh, this is number one of a little five-parter, obviously tying into the crossover series they're doing. Uh, one, two, three, four, five covers on this one. And you know you're going to get that Boba Fett Empire Strikes Back JTC action figure variant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, oh, man. That's fucking awesome. I love the last one they did, too, with the black armor. You know, if you picked up the last action figure variant and you listened to me, first appearance of Boba Fett in black armor, will that mean something? Probably. My guess is probably uh, minor, but still something, you know. Uh, this looks like Boba Fett wearing some Levi's. No, no. You gotta zoom in. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a great fucking cover. I love these action figure variants so much. You know, admittedly, when I first came out, I was like, why would I want that? I want to play with the toy. Um, but over time, it was actually a Star Wars book where I was like, oh, fuck, this is cool, man. I like these. These look sweet on a wall. And now I have, I don't know, a couple dozen on a wall right now, all at once. Uh, yeah, it's good shit, man. I think it's a fun thing. I think it's, ugh, it's one of the... F- very fun things about comics. It's the fucking covers, you know? You can just be like, oh, I only collect J. Scott Campbell covers. Or I only collect Kingpin covers. Or whatever, you know? It's, ugh. you know? I mean, I don't only collect anything, but I very much collect um, damn near all action figure variants. And I would have every action figure variant I could come across on the wall if I could. But right now, I don't have the space for all that, so I do gotta be kind of choosy, you know? I don't want to buy an action figure variant and have to tuck it away in a box. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, big book. Big, big book, people. Venom number 35, the 200th issue. It's a $10 book. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind when uh, choosing between your, let's count them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yep, 13 covers. Just That's what I thought. Uh, I mean, good covers. A lot of these images are super small, but uh, I'm trying to see if any of them stand out. Uh, the the Verigi cover. <laughs> That's fu- it's weird, but I like it. I like it. Um, I think well, the obvious one's the Gleason cover. Fuck this book. It's gonna be so. Heavily ordered. It's a webhub variant. It's Eddie Brock. Um, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's it's over-the-top good. 
Um, but I also hear people going, Jesus Christ, can we stop with this shit? You know? Um, I'm, I'm still kind of <laughs> back and forth on uh, uh, these, these, these webhead variants. You know, part of me is like, I have a pretty healthy handful of the A cover, and the more this, that, 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 that you know, the original cover is homaged, the more, you know, eventually people are going to want to seek out the original cover, you know, over time. Um, but at the same time, by saturating the market with all types of, like, well, I, I mean, uh, capabilities for people, like, well, I didn't get the A cover, but, I mean, this Man Thing cover is pretty cool, or this Eddie Brock cover is pretty cool, too. Um, you know, I'm, is that hurting? I, I don't know. I really don't know. This is, I, I look forward to gauging this, because I haven't really personally had the chance to witness something like this before. So, I don't know, man. Um, I've never picked up a comic this immediately iconic, or a cover this immediately iconic off the shelf. Um, it's just, yeah. With that being said, how many of these Gleason variants am I going to get at $10 a piece uh, coming out in the beginning of the month, meaning that my discount is at its lowest? Um, I don't know, man. Probably one for me, one for you. You know, I'll, uh, I'll get one for my wall. Uh, I, I mean, normally what I do with these is I get a three. But I'm not spending $30 plus the $40 on Venom number 200. I'm not doing it. Okay, 20% off. Fucking $32. I'm not doing it. You know? Um, so I'm probably going to have to compromise. And just yeah, get a couple and then the 8 cover. Even spending $30 on this. This series is just... <sighs> What's the... This is it, Venomaniacs, a landmark 200th issue, starring the most sinister symbiote in the Marvel Universe. Right, another one will be the... And after this, nothing will be the same. It says nothing will be the same in bold letters, so... Okay, um... It doesn't really tell me anything else, though. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I... I think, because of the price tag, it has a lot of potential... You know, shops aren't going to put a lot of $10 books on their shelves or order a shit ton of $10 books on their shelves unless they know people want them. You know, a lot of people don't want to spend $10 on a fucking comic. So, I think if you can afford it, it might not be a bad bet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jeez, uh, man, this, uh, this one's tough. I'm stumped on this one. I'm leaning more towards yes, good good financial investment, but boof. Uh, and then it looks like wrapping up the FOCs this week, we have X-Force number 20. Uh, once again, Hellfire Gala, tie-in, one, two, three covers there. And may I say, may I say, this uh, character design variant on this is pretty phenomenal. Um... Actually, I, it's really the like least extra, with the exception of Professor X. <laughs> Professor X looks like, I don't know, it looks like if Mr. T became an alien. I mean, he's, he's goaded out. I don't know. Um, but everyone else is just like in a pretty fucking sleek suit. 
Beast and Wolvie and uh, the Kid Omega, uh, Domino. Uh, who's that? Laura? I don't know. Who is that? I don't know. Uh, I, I love these fucking variants so much. And that's it. That's the FOCs, people. Once again, you don't order these books, they don't get printed. They don't get printed, you don't get a bitch when you have to go to eBay to get them. Or when you show up on Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, like, yeah, but I'm here. Pre-order your books. It helps everybody. It helps the market. It helps... You know, I know a lot of people bitch, oh, they're fucking stupid. The second printings are more valuable than first printings now. That's because nobody pre-orders their fucking books. You know? Um, you want to take that away? You want your first printing to actually be more valuable? I hate the fact that <laughs> second printings are more valuable. Uh, I, I really do. I hate the... <sighs> yeah. Um, but you get what I'm trying to say, people. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to see if a little ice on my shinny poo uh, helps the energy. On this next segment, when I talk about the book slated to hit your slots... On the 12th of May for New Comic Book Day. So, hang tight. Hello, I am Christy. And I'm Leighton. And together we are a new podcast on whiskey tasting called Married Married Mash. Mash. Where we discuss life, family, and pretty much anything. Yep, and Leighton brings a new whiskey for me to try. Will we clink it? Or will we sink it? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, always drink responsibly. Indeed. Alright, I am back to talk about Wednesday's new comic book day books. Oh, um, and you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, if I sound funny at all, um, it's because in between the, the, the time I hit pause to to get ice on my shin, doesn't feel any better, by the way, I said I was going to eat some almonds. No, I'm going to have a healthy snack. I just cracked a fucking tooth. So, I got a big old gap in my mouth now. I'm not used to having. So, yeah. Banner day for Cheers to Comics, but I'm still not going to let that stop me, despite how funny I might sound. Uh, <laughs> mm, Alright, uh, new comic book day books. Books coming out on, or well, from Lunar, I guess it'd be the 11th, but new comic book day is the 12th. Uh, from DC Black Label, we've got American Vampire 1976. Um, well, so I guess... This isn't DC. Alright. Um, like mainstream characters and shit that's black label. I thought maybe they're... I don't know. Um, anyway, two covers on that one. Batman, Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Uh, Detective number two. Uh, I'd say we want a few copies of that. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a first appearance in there. Uh, yeah, two covers on that one. Batman Urban Legend number three, couple covers there. Uh, actually, I take that back. Three covers there. Grifter on the uh, nice on the B cover. Uh, Challenge of the Super Sons number two, couple covers there. DC Festival of Heroes, the Asian Superhero Celebration number one. There you go. 
Uh, and there's a pretty badass B cover on that by all uh, Art Germ. Uh, Waking Hours number 10 coming out. We got Future State Gotham number 1. This is one that I had some faith in. I believe I ordered a couple copies of this at least. Um, still doing Future State stuff. Yeah, so, yeah keep that in mind. Um, I, I do think this one's actually... Uh, I think it has some potential. A uh, couple covers though. Joker's moving along with its third issue. Three covers there. Justice League, Last Rad, number one. Derek Robertson. I wouldn't have cared until I said Derek Robertson writing and drawing Ow. this uh this cover. Or this 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 uh this series. So I'm thousand percent into this. Uh on two covers there. Rorschach's on its eighth on its eighth issue. See I told you I'd <laughs> Uh, Superman number 31, who's still writing this? Who's writing this? Philip Kennedy Johnson's writing Superman now. Noish, noish. And then, uh, eventually, we're gonna get Tom Taylor's Superman. But, same type of situation, you know? Superman, well, I guess it's a Superman title, so it's always gonna be highly ordered, but, you know, um, towards the end of a run, later on down the road fewer copies published, you know, I talked about this earlier, but, uh, this is going to be towards the end of that run, there you go, uh, what is this, Wonder Woman, number 772, it's got that badass Middleton variant I was telling you all about, nice, nice, and there's a dark Wonder Woman, you know, mm-hmm, on the A cover, might be, see, might be something to that, so that's it, that is, it's all DC from Lunar this week, it seems. Now, let's uh, pop on over to the the Diamond. The Diamond. And see what the fuck's going on over here. What's coming up next week? I sure could use a small week. I love comics, but every once in a while, just shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> uh, alright, alright. Next week's books. From Zizavala Vault. Vault, we've got Heavy carrying on with its sixth issue. Nice. Uh, two covers on that one. Um, both of them very similar, but it's kind of like a. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to explain. Uh, cool covers, though. Anything from Valiant? Yeah, we've got Savage on his fourth issue. Nice. Two covers there. I've actually been enjoying Savage. Didn't think it'd be a series I'd be into. Uh, anything from Titan? Yeah, Titan, we've got Doctor Who, number two. Was it Doctor Who Missy? I don't know. I, I admittedly, I know nothing about Doctor Who. I, I mean, really nothing other than there's been more than a couple of Doctors. That's that's all I know. And um, it's an English show, I think. See, I don't even know that. It could be like a New Zealand. I don't know. I don't watch it. I just know they have accents. I don't know what their accents are. Uh, <laughs> wait, it wasn't uh, Slumber Patch a Doctor Who dude? I don't know. And he's he's a uh, what do you call it? British. Anyway, Scout Scout Comics. We got Black Cotton number two. Nice. And the recount number four. Finally, finally. This is weird. And then Stake number three. I thought that was on the FOCs. Okay, so 
makes sense, kind of in a way. Uh, it's they're distrib- Scout is distributing their their books through their well distributors at different times. So it'll be available. I mean, like issue two of Steak was already available, but now you gotta get through uh, Lunar um, or uh, Diamond or whatever the other one. I don't know, but you you see my point. Um, it, it's kind of cool though. Like they give you multiple opportunities. If you miss it once, you get a second chime, time around with another publisher. God, it's funny to talk right now. Uh, Oni Press. We've got Agrasuko or something. Or her Meet Her World number two. Couple covers there. Uh, Mad Cave Knights of the Golden Sun number twelve. I don't know what that is, but it's twelve issues in. Derek uh, Dirk really scrolling hard now. Uh, and I broke my mouse too, so I don't have my little scroll button, so it's extra slow. Behemoth. We made it. Behemoth. We've got Junkie Cable. What is this? From Claudio Avella. Years 29XX. Oh, yeah, it's that one. Neat. Uh, Behemoth books. Very, very promising lately. Especially with, like, books. You promised me darkness. We got the second issue of that. Three covers. Three covers. Get all of them. And then Paranormal Hitman. Uh, number four. Yeah, I have the first issue. I, I would very much like to have the rest of this to be able to check out and read for myself, but yeah. Um, maybe eventually. Maybe I'll pick it up and trade. Fact is, Behemoth has been putting out like some hype books. You Promised Me bar- Darkness is it's big, man. Dude, I beat myself up right now. I washed my hands like six times. I seriously I had the world's hottest chicken wings earlier today. And I'm not saying that like as a little bitch. Like, I have yet to be tapped out, and I have a friend that's yet to be fucking tapped out. And, uh, well, until he, he he met his match, he was like, dude, I got one for you. And I went and tried it. Yeah, and it lit my ass up. And I've washed my hands like six times, and I just, like, rubbed my eye. And now I can't see out of my right eye. But I'm still doing this podcast. I love you. I love you for still being here. Uh, Ahoy. Ahoy Comics, anything from you? Uh, no. No. Uh, how about Aftershock? Aftershock, we got Maniac in New York, number four. Project Patron, number two. Scouts Honor, number five. And Silver City, number one. Banger, banger, banger week for Aftershock. First off, Maniac in New York. Come on. Come on. I'm s- One of my favorite things. Uh, Scouts Honor might be my new favorite thing. <laughs> I can't wait to see how it ends. Uh, Pepos is a G. Pepos is a G. Um, this is... It's a matter of time before this book gains a lot of fucking attention. You know, this series. So this fifth issue, wrapping it up. Mm. And then we got a number one, Silver City. A lot of people talking about this. Pretty sure I pre-ordered a copy, at least, from Olivia Quartero Briggs and Luca Merrill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I'm into this. I'm into this. Uh, that's it for Aftershock. That's it for Aftershock. Uh, how about Absolute? First Defense number three from Absolute this week. There you go. I got Ablaze. Uh, Maria Lovitz. Oh, yeah. Eros Psych. That's right. Uh, it's the one with the teenage lesbian vampire things. Four covers on that one. Ow. Issue number three. 
Uh, Aardvark. Okay, uh, this is a trade. I gotta get my filters fixed here. There we go. Seepers. How about Boom? Boom Studios this week? Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer 25 issues. One, two, three, four covers there. Firefly, brand new version, number three. Couple covers there. Magic the Gathering, number two. One, two, three covers there. Madame Muffin, number seven. One, two, three covers there. Uh, Proctor Valley Road, number three. A couple covers. And then Seven Secrets is back with its eighth issue. Nice. Oh, Seven Secrets. I finally got into catch-up mode with that. I'm a few issues in now. I, I, I don't know why I decided I wanted to binge this. Like, I really want to go... I, I think it was for whatever reason. I don't know if I was just tired reading issue number one for the first time. Because that happens to me a lot. Um, you know, I'll go back and read something the second time after wondering why I didn't like it the first time when I knew I should have. And it's not that I didn't like it. It's that I just wasn't sure what I was reading. And it, it wasn't bad. It had nothing to do with the source material. It was 100% me um, just being in a poor state of mind while reading this. You know, a lot of times I binge read books. So, like, after the 8th, ninth book, you know, I'm, I'm, my mind melts a little bit. And I think that's what happened here. But I knew. I knew better. I knew not to drop it. And, ah, uh, man. Series is great, is my point. Series is great. Uh, from Boom, we go IDW. IDW, we've got Kanto and the City of Giants, number two. Nice. Um, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 281. I think, oh, fuck, is there... A new G.I. Joe, like a female Joe? I don't know. Damn, I know something like that's coming soon. I don't follow G.I. Joe enough. God damn it, I wish I knew that. I'm sorry, guys. But, regardless, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 281. Uh, Marvel Action Spider-Man, number two. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Annual. C.S.I. Rose, number five. And Rich Doak on the podcast not too long ago. And then the Sonic Ongoings at issue number 39. Nice. Sweet stuff from IDW this week. Kanto's definitely the one that has my attention. Uh, Dark Horse. Black Hammer Visions, number four. One, two, three covers there. A Grendel, number six. Two covers there. And then a Resident Alien. You're right here. Number six. Wrapping up that little mini-series. So if you're a Resident Alien follower. And then lastly from the... Indies, Image Comics, coming out next week. We've got Birthright, number 49, two covers. Uh, Department of Truth, number one, fifth printing. Damn. Uh, Geiger, number two, so stoked on Geiger. Two, three, four covers there. You know, if Geiger gets adapted, you know, I don't know. It's any new character they introduce in these Indies. I mean, that's it, not going to gain you money down the road. But, like, look at something as killing the children. You know, now they're collect. Ugh. Ugh, man. And th those books are just... I think they're just scratching the surface of where they're at. You know, I think Geiger has that kind of potential. I really enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed it that much. We've also got Ice Cream Man, number 24. Two covers there. Uh, Carmen, number three. Silver Coin, I'm incredibly pumped on. I, I mean... I liked the, the synopsis, the idea of Silvercoin, but after the first issue that I read, I mean, 
It was just gnarly, man. It was it was so good. It was perfect. I I truly truly loved it. If issue two is anything like it, then we're in good hands. We're in real good hands. Um, and then lastly, we've got Time Before Time number one. Uh, I do believe this one's on the pull list. Seemed like an interesting premise. Um, it's again, uh, you never know with these indies, man. You at least get number one. Like, that's what I do with these. I'll, uh, when it comes to these image indies, or any indie for that matter, if I'm, if I'm on the fence, I'll at least get number one. Sometimes I'm blown away, you know? Um, and then I'll add it ongoing. But, yeah. If I'm on the fence to begin with, then... Yeah, I'll give it that far. If if I'm pumped on it and the first issue doesn't thrill me, then I'll give it three to five issues, you know, the first story arc, and then make my judgments from there on whether or not I keep it. But, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at there. Uh, man, time before time. It seems neat. All right, let's wrap this bitch up with some Marvel. Just again, not a whole lot of, like, crazy spec this week. You know? reaches and you know I'd, yeah i don't think there's any real low-hanging fruit let's put it that way uh black cat number six cool we got children of the atom number three this is apparently the origin story of the children of the atom take that for what it, what you will um me i mm, i don't know if children of the atom's gonna catch on uh i just i don't know i mean i I'm picking up a couple copies, but because I'm not super confident, I'm not really picking up much more than that. Uh, Conan the Barbarian is on issue number 21. Mm. Fantastic Four, number 32. One, two, three, four covers there. Doom Marriage, bitches. Once again, take that for what you will. Uh, Marvel wedding issues tend to hold some sort of uh, value throughout the years, so... Yeah, you never know. It's, what is this? Giant Size Amazing Spider-Man King's Ransom, number one. I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, King's Ransom. It's because they're trying to get people to read the ongoing. I want you, all right. I want you to look back and uh, <laughs> uh, look at the 63, 61, 61 issue run of Spencer Spider-Man right now. And then after it gets to about issue 2025, when they realize that nobody's excited about it, almost every single Spider-Man issue in some way, shape, or form has been tied into some, like, mini-event. You know? Uh, the, the, la the, the Craven thing. You know, it had all the, ugh, you know, micro-issues. Or not micro-issues, I don't know, side issues. Like, 35.2 and shit like that. Um, and then, you know, whatever this Sin Eater kindred bullshit was, you know, same type of shit, um, some, like, gimmicky event to try to get people into it, you know, or they have to put Gleason on a cover and sell the shit out of it that way. My point is, is that this, <laughs> not a whole lot really happening within this series, and they just gotta keep putting out other shit, like, completionists like myself have to be like, well, I have to have that, especially if it's a kingpin story. But, I don't have faith in it. So I'm gonna have it, and I'll probably never read it, you know? 
but a lot of it has to do with um, being a completionist and I know this ties in to the the main run because it's the King's Ransom run uh, or arc um, so like, I don't know it's, it's, it's brutal how they treat us sometimes Marvel it really is I don't hate them I don't hate them I understand business and money and stuff but at the same time it can be brutal as a consumer with uh, well not unlimited funds plowing ahead Guardians of the Galaxy, number 14. Guardians of the Galaxy books, very, very, uh, mm, have some potential right now with this new team. Uh, Heroes Reborn, number two. Let's see here. Is there something to Heroes Reborn? Once again, I know that there's so, so many of these Heroes Reborn books are listed to have all types of first appearances and stuff, but... How seriously to take that, I really don't know. Um, I'm trying to pull this up here. Uh, well, and then, uh, there's there's some badass variants, though. Once again, we got the trading card variant, which I found out fucking connects. They connect these trading card variants. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, and then, let's see, the Power Princess uh, JTC action figure variant. Oh, I dig it so much. Alright, let's see here. I'm gonna find this shit real quick, I think. Or I won't and make you wait. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck's it up? You're not it. You're not it. Ah jeez. Ah jeez. Yep, no. Nothing. Nothing listed in Heroes Reborn number two. There, I'm glad I didn't steer you wrong there. But that's just listed. That doesn't mean that something doesn't happen. Um, then we've got the Heroes Reborn, Peter Parker, Amazing Shutterbug, a couple covers there, Silk on its third issue, first cover appearance of, uh, oh, what's-her-face, new evildoer in the Silk universe, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow, number two, Spider-Woman, number 12, uh, Star Wars, number 13, and we're, uh, we're tying into the War of the Bounty Hunters here, and we've also got a pretty rad, uh, uh, action figure variant. Fuck, who's that? I can never remember his name. Uh, Imperial Dignitary. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, more variants, more variants, more variants. Star Wars High Republic, number five. You never know. It's Star Wars High Republic. Uh, X Corp, number one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm kind of excited about this one. This one actually seems pretty neat. And then X Factor, number nine. Wrapping this bitch up. So there you go, people. That's what's coming out on Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever publisher is shipping your books. That's what's coming out next week. Um, remember, also, the FOC is incredibly important. I, know that's, I think that's where the real the meat of this podcast lies. You know, you may not be a speculator now, but you never know. You never know. You might change your mind and be happy that you listened a couple of times randomly and now you have some extra... Some extra books to flip. You don't have to flip your books. When the, I mean, because I understand that. I do. You know, when I started flipping books and shit at first, I was like, fuck, these are my books. I don't, I don't want to get rid of these. But that's, they're worth so much more than I paid for them in just a matter of like a few months ago. You know? So now that's, that's why I pick up multiple copies of things just in case. And if I... I yeah, I don't know. I've got just boxes of doubles now and duplicates that I have faith in. 
and books that I've already pulled out of there because they've already paid off, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at on all that people. Remember, remember, uh, if you've made it this far, this far in the podcast, then I definitely deserve a five star rating on Apple podcasts. Those are the only time or the only kind I allow, uh, <laughs> um, I, I really do hope that this has helped you out in some way, shape or form, even if you're not here to make a bunch of money or a bunch of money, some money, a little bit of money. Um, I hope I've helped you out, you know, maybe finding a new title that you weren't aware of, at the very least. If anything, I say at the most, um, because that's, that's the most important thing. It's not gaining off of these comics, it's, um, well, I guess not fiscally. (laughs) There's so much more to gain. So much more to gain. But, uh, if you do it right, you can keep this habit paying, paying for itself. That's what I do. That's what motivated me. Um, alright, whatever, I'm done rambling, man. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. I command that you read responsibly and stay safe. Do both of those things. Cheers. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. I got the real brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane.